Going on 14. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 172 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And when the guys told me this week we would be talking about my least favorite of the four seasons, I said, we're going to talk for an hour and a half about Bob Gaudio? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I mean, you're not going to uh, pick Frankie Valley, obviously. Oh, a Frankie Valley like joke. Coming, wow. I should have ducked. Did I tell you, ever tell you I have a Mama Cass uh, Pez dispenser? All the candy <laughs> okay. got stuck. Right. Uh, I thought you were all the candy sandwich. was made out of ham. Right. I want a ham sandwich now. I, I have a Jane Mansfield Pez dispenser, too. Missing the oh, head, yeah. though. <laughs> the Karen Carpenter version Barbie Dreamhouse comes with no kitchen. Yeah, I got a Karen Carpenter one, too. Every time you put the Pez in, it just pops right back out. As if you haven't figured it out, we're talking about winter. <laughs> Not <What>? Karen Carpenter. <laughs> uh, we're talking about winter, the season of winter, and what we did when we were kids and what we're doing now. So, And if you'd like something to listen to while you're trapped inside trying to get warm from the cold, you can always check out all the great shows on the Podcast Collective, such as the Bad Parenting Podcast, On the Block, no Hope for Humanity, The Coffin Joe Cast, Joel's Own, The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, Dating Baggage, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, I Am Salt Lake, Mint in Box Cast, <laughs> Tales from the Hard Side, The Dog and Deuce Show, The Empty Rant Podcast, The Portland Beer Club Podcast, and of course, The Rad Dad Radio Hour. We need to get all the podcasts on the Podcast Collective in one room at the same time. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Joel's like half the room. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> He I'm here. Around and visit with himself. Joel's latest hey. podcast, What I Had for Lunch. <laughs> Dude, how'd you know? Damn it. I have to change the name now. Sorry to spill it on you like that. but What I had for dinner. <clears throat> well, if you'd like to spill it on Saturdays but at noon. What I had for Kalunch. Kalunch. It's got to have a K in front of it. Ah, yeah. The K is silent. Yeah. So, uh, well, Geek I, Life Radio. I communicate that with, while I'm talking. 12 noon on Saturdays. There it is. Geek Life Radio, that's us. That, that kind of wit right there. J-Wit. If you like some more of this bullshit, you can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, <laughs> Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And you like to call us and tell us what kind of bullshit this is, call us at 708-NOW-RAP. <laughs> that's 708-669-9727. As for listener feed, feedback, we have no bullshit. So now Apparently no one thinks we're bullshit this week. Yes. I thought, did we have something on the Facebook page? I can't remember. Uh, we are actually, the, the chat this afternoon, this evening, actually, is whether or not we should do a live show. Yeah, not like a live, you will visit us, because we're not all in the same place, and that would be weird. But, like, we're recording, and you can log into a Google Hangouts and uh, real-time interact with us through the chat in the Google Hangouts. Right, and you can play the drinking game that we all play when we record. Unfortunately, I am the only person that's playing this drinking game. No, you're not. <laughs> the rules are drink when you want to drink. Oh, everybody drink. And smoke when you want to smoke. All right, that, there we go. That's our version of a drinking game. Yes. So you can play that game with us. If you're if you're down with that, let us know, because I'd love to do something like that, and I think it would be a lot of fun to get you guys involved. I just, uh, you know, I'd hate to do it, and then like, I've only, like, just, and then I'm last show up, and then he'd be like, Joel sucks. Spend the whole show just shouting at us. Oh, I was gonna say he wouldn't say that. He's he's on ta- team Happy Pants. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <coughs> that what? You're thinking of Tommy the Duck that would say that. Oh, that's right, Tommy the Duck. Okay. All right. So in the meantime, 
It's about that time. Yes, it is. This week in music, movies, and TV. (laughs) That ghost was cold. (laughs) (laughs) That's the chillest ghost out there. All right, mm-hmm. so this I'm year saying that. <laughs> is 1994, the day when the highest temperature was only negative 11 in Chicago. Damn. that was we were all living in Chicago at that point. Yeah, January 18th, yeah, 1994. Oh, I remember that. That was when I was <laughs> that very brief time where I was doing uh, cartoons for the school newspaper, and then they asked me not to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the penis flytrap incident. No, <laughs> just, just like me being an RA for our floor. Yeah, we thank you very much this for that. A, this is a Lutheran college. Why does every cartoon have nudity in it? <laughs> Why doesn't it? If the Bible had plenty of nudity in it. I'm seriously. That was my argument. It wasn't my i my idea was to do an a uh, illustrated version of Song of Solomon. And <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> oh shit! All right. I just realized there's two acronyms of the week. Why did you do that? <laughs> I only prepared for one. No, the second one is AIDS. That's not an acronym. No, no, no. Further down. I only saw the second one in TV. Oh, Ace Awards, HBO. That's no. Telly. I mean the Telly Savalas. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. All right. Joel. All right. Go. Music. The number one song is Hero by Mariah Carey, who Patrick does a great Shit. impersonation of, from what I hear. Followed by Brian Adams' All for Love and Ace of Bass, acronym of the week, ATSW. Oh, no. That's <laughs> 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 what you do when you add two of them. And I oh, only put- it, so hold, on, hold on. We'll fix this in post. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> hold on. I'm like, you couldn't hear me. I'm like, autistic testicle, I got nothing. <laughs> All that she wants. <laughs> All right. Uh, Forrester, what's an Im- no one will ever notice. <laughs> yeah, fixed, yeah. Uh, Rhett Forrester was an American musician, best known as the lead singer of the band Riot from 1981 until 1984. He was shot and killed in a botched carjacking attempt on January 22nd. I completely forgot about the band Riot until now. Okay. So Apparently fun. the carjacker didn't. Jesus. No, he wasn't there. Um, Edward. 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 <laughs> I'm not even drinking. Harry Edward Nilsson III was an American singer-songwriter from the early 70s whose work is categorized by pioneering overdub experiments and fusions of Caribbean sounds. A tenor with a three-and-a-half-octave range, Nilsson was one of the few major pop-rock recording artists of his era to achieve significant commercial success without ever performing major public concerts or undertaking regular tours. He is known for the charting singles, Everybody's Talking, Without You, and Coconut. Nilsson also wrote the song One, made famous by the rock band Three Dog Night. Nilsson died of heart failure on January 15th. Hmm. See, I know Everybody's Talking. I don't know either <clears throat> of the other two songs. Yeah, you do. Do I? Yeah. I can't live if living is without you. You know that song? It's a really, really sad um slow song. And then Coconut, you put the lime in the coconut. Oh, okay. Of course I know Coconut. But I know you 100% you know without you. Huh. Three Dog Nights awesome. Indeed. Play without you real quick, Mike. 
I'm trying. YouTube is being a bitch. <laughs> Google Fire Phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but YouTube is not and not uh, playing well right now. So, not playing well with others. No. Aww. All right. Well, then we can move on to movies. The number one movie of the week is the Feel Good Romp Philadelphia. There we go. Hang on. Oh, I love this song. And somehow appropriate for me talking about the feel-good romp, Philadelphia. (laughs) Starring Tom Hanks as a young boy who makes a wish that he could move to Pennsylvania and die of AIDS. I need to read the... (laughs) (laughs) Acronym of the week, AIDS. And Denzel Washington as a corrupt cop. I've never seen Philadelphia. That's yeah. not at all the plot, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, yeah I, I need to pre-read these. <laughs> Movies released movie. this week include Death Wish 5, The Face of Death, Iron Will, and Intersection. Iron Will? Uh, it's a, um, I did a rod movie. <laughs> okay. You could have asked me what the next words you were going to say, and I did a rod <laughs> probably wouldn't have been in the top 20. So. <laughs> Death Wish 5, The Face of Death. The Face of Death is Charles Bronson. Spoiler. Ah. On January 21st, Nils Assen. Nils Assen? (laughs) What? Nils Allen, Boo Boo Stewart Jr. was born. (laughs) Assen? <laughs> what the fuck? You're only making me look better, man. Keep going. All right. Boo Boo Stewart Jr. was an American actor, dancer, model, and singer, best known for playing Seth Clearwater, a werewolf in the Twilight Saga, and as his role as Jay in the Descendants movies. <laughs> Good old Nils Assen. Uh, Jean-Louis Baralt was a French actor, theater director, and manager considered by many to be France's greatest classic actor. A veteran of both classic and contemporary drama, Baralt acted for over 50 years. He proved himself an excellent mime and accomplished vocal melodramatics. He died of heart failure on January 22nd at his home in Paris. Yeah, we talked about him in the mime show. Oh yeah, funny. that's a pretty extensive uh, part on him too. Yeah, how I typed that out. Sorry about that. That's not a. Sentence. How can you get Barreau right, but then screw up Allen? I don't know. I, I think somehow I jumped down to classic with my eyes and fused Allen and classic, and it just came out acid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so TV. That's good for trying to read ahead. Yes, head. Don't you read ahead? You just read what I wrote. Yeah, yeah, trying to make sure there was nothing else about Tom Hanks wishing he could go die of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> All right, There's so a snake in my boots. <laughs> TV held on January 15th, the 15th annual a- Cable Ace Awards. Saw HBO once again dominate, winning 34 trophies and dwarfing its nearest rival, Showtime, which took away 10 awards. Does Showtime even exist anymore? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, Dexter, I, I've... Dexter was... Yep, mm. and I think oh. that's where Twin Peaks is going to be next year. Oh, nice. You know, okay, here's the thing. Does anybody else remember HBO before they, when they were still just just a cable station and not softcore porn? Um, or when, when it was only one station? Yeah. When they had that, like, you would watch the HBO fly around beforehand, and then it would be like, this movie is rated R for brief nudity. I'm watching. 
Yeah, and and that that is the core beginning to the, the one of the funniest stories we have. That's true. But do you, you remember the HBO flight? Because the thing told me it had, it had nudity, so I'm just sitting here waiting for some nudity. All right. If you'd like to hear the rest of that story, go back to episode number 40. Oh, that's right. All right, yeah. so uh, Telly Savalas was a Greek-American actor who was best known for his role as Kojak, the bald-headed, lollipop-eating, tough New York City cop known for his trademark phrase, Who Loves You, Baby?, before his international TV stardom, Savalas played many villains in feature films, winning an Oscar for his role in the acro- second acronym of the week, TBOA. Which, of course, is the autobiographical The Bald Old Actor. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves you, baby? I like Telly so Savalas. That, that's that? actually uh, the Birdman of Alcatraz. Mm. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I, I was so proud of having a decent one that didn't involve a dick joke that I completely missed that you slid me a second acronym of the week. I didn't even, I, I just, I think I forgot that I, because I put the other one in, that was the first thing I did, and I just forgot that I had done that and I made another one. Yeah, pot, yeah. pot is an amazing drug. Well, that's what happens when I'm doing like four things. I'm doing laundry, watching Breaking Bad again, and doing the twee at the same time. See? And of course, smoking, that's always like in there. All right, so anyway. He died January 20th from bladder cancer, Ugh. two days after his 70th birthday. So you cross the line, dude. So that's good for you. Good on you. In Universal City, California. There you go. You got one more. You know, I'm... he is, uh, he was Jennifer Aniston's godfather. He was? I did not know that. Yep. I mean, did they re- rescind it or something? No, he died. Oh, he died. Oh, although, I mean, the way you said it, I mean, he was, technically he still is, but... Well, no, because he's dead. He's not anything anymore. Okay. That's how it works. So, apparently, Telly Savalas did a thing about the Titanic. Did you hear about this? No. Yeah, he did a. They did a thing in '85, the wreck of the RMS Titanic, and they had Telly Savalas host it. And uh, they opened a safe, revealing memorabilia and some soggy banknotes. And they called the comment. The one commentator described Tully Savalas and the whole situation as being unsympathetic, lacking dignity, finesse, and with all the superficial qualities of a media event. It's kind of sad. Yikes! I know, right? Tully Savalas. I hear that the pools are still full on the Titanic. Amazingly. Jesus Christ! All right, so even Irving Berlin Khan. I'm sorry, I just. Had a, a vision of a, the love child of Irving Berlin and Madeline Kahn in my head. <laughs> uh, he was born in 1917 in Newark, New Jersey. The nephew of his namesake, popular composer Irving Berlin. Very original family there. Why don't we name him Irving? <laughs> That's good. <Mr.> who? <laughs> <laughs> Irving Berlin. Let's just keep going with that. I don't know why it sounds like that. Uh, well, he, well, it's it's a like George Foreman. Every one of his sons is named George, and two of his daughters. All right, so let's keep moving then. <laughs> I want to hear more about the famous soggy banknotes. <laughs> he played blues in the 1930s. <laughs> it sounds like a bluegrass. <laughs> That's soggy banknotes. Uh, so Irving Berlin Kahn he founded Teleprompter uh, Corporation. Is that really how it's written with the capital T, P, and T? Yeah. Teleprompter. Yeah. Teleprompter. Uh, corporation. So you know to abbreviate a TPT. Oh, okay. So after he invented, invented. Uh, he what? <laughs> he, in, he invented 
the teleprompter, and he died on January 22nd. We're live? On cue. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. If you were a man, I would punch you in the mouth. <laughs> awesome. So, Pat, tell us about sports. Sir Alexander Matt Busby was a Scottish football player and manager of Manchester United between 1945 and 1971. He is widely regarded as one of the greatest managers of all time. Mm-hmm. His managerial records and longevity at the helm of Manchester United are surpassed only by Sir Alex Ferguson. As they would be. Yes, we all know Alex Ferguson. Yes, named after the drink, the Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> Busby played in two FA Cup finals, winning one of them as a player. After his playing career was interrupted by the Second World War, he took the vacant manager's job at Manchester United, where he built the famous Busby Babes team. As he would. <laughs> Alex Ferguson never would have done that, I tell you. Nope. Busby, named after the video game, Busby. <laughs> In a total of 25 years with the club, he won 13 trophies. As he, he would. Died. <laughs> <laughs> he died of cancer at age 84 on January 20th in Manchester. That's being called very Busby action. You go to London and say that, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Right right down at the cathedral? Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. Damn it. <laughs> On January 22nd, East beats West 9-8 to in the 45th NHL All-Star Game at Madison Square Garden in New York City. That is all for this weekend. Oh, wait, nope. We've no, there's a new money. category. Miscellaneous. Oh, you know what? Hold on, hold on. I screwed this up because, uh, well, let's... Two of the things in miscellaneous are actually sports. What the <laughs> no, hell? We're fixing it. We're fixing it. Hold on. Wait. We're fixing this in post. All right. <laughs> on January 23rd... No, we're not. <laughs> Bernie Kozar. You see, you can listen to this live, people. Live. <laughs> no difference whatsoever. <laughs> Bernie Kosar becomes the second NFL quarterback ever to throw touchdown passes in AFC and NFC championship games. You guys don't. Huzzah. You understand how cool that is? It, That's pretty cool. It's very cool. I'll take your word for it. I've That's heard of Bernie Kosar, but yeah. yeah Neat. All right. uh, on January 15th, Hall of Fame defensive end Lawrence Taylor announced his retirement. Wah, wah, wah. That's the end of sports. <laughs> Way to end strong. <laughs> Now, there is a miscellaneous category because there are two things that happened this week I found that were pretty uh, amazing. Well, not really amazing. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, well, they need they were noteworthy. Miscellaneous. <laughs> Thank you, Pantera, for the little throwaway. All right. First one being a Hague motorist was arrested with a 0.51% alcohol content in his blood which broke the old Dutch record of 0.47. Is this a thing where they like... Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we never go drinking with one of those pocket breathalyzers. Yeah, because, yeah, that was... Yeah, it sounds like a terrible idea. I'd probably die. Yeah, Fun with alcohol poisoning. Well, I I, I actually, uh, somebody had one of those at the bar, uh, and one night I decided I wanted to see how high I could go, and I got up to like a... 0.21, 0.21, and I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so I'm that's out. a thing. 0.51, holy shit. 0.51, that's insane. And apparently he was driving. <laughs> apparently. As you do. <laughs> right. 
And then the other thing of note this week was uh, on the 17th, a magnitude 6.7 earthquake occurs in California, causing damage in Los Angeles, Ventura, Orange, and San Bernardino counties, hmm. with the most severe damage in the San Fernando Valley. 60 people were killed, more than 7,000 injured, 20,000 homeless, and more than 40,000 buildings were damaged. Damn. Collapsed overpasses closed sections of freeways all over California, and the total damage was over $30 billion. I can't, I can't so imagine. This, oh, go ahead. I was just saying I can't imagine being 0.51% alcohol, much less being a 6.7 earthquake. <laughs> imagine if you had both. Oh. This was the same week that it was negative 17 as a high in Chicago. And people are like, how can you live anywhere where it's that cold? And the answer is that. Yeah. 6.7 earthquake. I, I go down to Florida with my in-laws every now and then, and I'm like, oh, why don't I live down here? Oh, because the ocean doesn't try to kill me in Chicago. Yeah, hurricanes are, are a bitch. That's very true. But <clears throat> All right, man, so I'm looking up blood alcohol content. 3.0 to 5.0. Uh, symptoms are complete unconsciousness, depressed or absent reflexes, subnormal body temperature, incontinence, and impairment of circulation and respiration. So this man is driving around comatose, shitting his pants. <laughs> no, 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 wait. It gets better. Death may occur at 0.37% or higher, BACs of 0.45% and higher are fatal to nearly all individuals. Oh, nice. Except so, this dude. If he's if he was driving around during the earthquake, though, nobody would notice. <laughs> he's driving perfectly straight somehow. Right. <laughs> How is he keeping such control? <laughs> all right, so. Holy crap, and it's not even the... Uh, uh, anywhere near the highest BAC ever recorded. Oh, God. Seriously, what is the highest? Highest was a dude in Rockla, Poland, who was... Uh, Ooh, go Poland! He was... <laughs> Represent! Represent! Uh, not, he, he got in a car accident. His BAC at the time was 1.480. Oh, oh, my God! A co-worker told investigators that the man funneled pure grain alcohol he obtained from his uh, place of work a chemical plant. He survived that BAC record, but died later from wounds sustained from the accident. Woo! Let's hear it for Belvedere Vodka right there. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Point, my, can, I can't even imagine. It's like 1.5? 1. Oh. Point, point zero 0.08 is illegal, and he's at 1.5. It's almost triple the amount of BAC that's supposed to kill you. Yeah. Poland oh represent. God. I mean, you are flammable at that point. You are pretty much. Flame on. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, man, that'd be. I I'm really glad that all the times that we've gone out together, specifically one event at um, in Milwaukee, that I'm glad we didn't have one of these breathalyzer things because that would have been the death of all of us. <clears throat> Although I would have liked to have known what Mike's BAC was when he was at the hospital. <laughs> all right all i'm saying is it takes 17 jaeger bombs to take me down <laughs> all right so there is an amazing story that involves a homeless man being paid 20 dollars to carry me back to the hotel but that was a long time ago and before winter which is what we're talking about now but not before winter that was a interesting segue isn't it 
So, yeah, we're talking the main show about the season of winter just in general. We've done holidays, but uh, it's, it's getting colder. We're uh, past Christmas. Ju- uh, this is going to go up after New Year, but we're recording it before. So we are in the throes of the long, gray, cold suck that is the post-Christmas winter. Yes. Because you don't have Christmas to look forward to, so you can't go, well, it's cold, but at least I have Christmas. Uh, as it, let's see, six, let's see what right now, what's the temperature outside? 32 degrees. It feels like 32 degrees because we have wind chill. Yeah, it's not too bad. La- last week it was pretty brutal. Last week was bad. Yes, it was. But then at the same time, when I went up to my in-laws for uh, Christmas, it was like 60. Yeah. And raining. Right. But you know what? I don't care because it was 60. It was be able to walk out in jeans and a T-shirt. So here's a question across all of you. Do you like winter? <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, no, not even in the slightest. It's a lot more tolerable down here in Houston than it was up in Chicago. I'll tell you Shut that. Shut up. But I will, <laughs> I will say, though, that winter in Chicago is honestly <clears throat> the number one reason why I don't live in Chicago anymore. It sucks. One? Yeah, it's. It, it, I just I couldn't take it anymore. It just it's awful. It is it is soul crushingly awful. Yeah, I won't lie. This morning I walked into work. It was all right, and I took a left and uh, stepped onto uh, Wacker Drive, and that wind hit me. And goddamn, if I didn't scream, it's terrible. Um, I, I, go ahead. There was one, there was one time when I was working at uh, the claim company um, on nine hundred Michigan. And it was, it was, it might have actually been that winter of '94 we talked about in the tweet. I'm not 100. percent It was sometime around there. It was one of those years, one of those winters, and we were just dead in there. And so we were all standing up, you know, against the window, looking down over the traffic on Michigan. And we, the wind came across the lake so fierce, it grabbed this lady, picked her up, and slammed her into the building and broke her leg. And they had to get an ambulance and pick her up. Everything. It's like. That winter, that winter wind in Chicago is no joke. No, well, I remember when I was working downtown, right off of Lake Street, and I uh, it was one of, during the winter. It was one of the cold days, and I walked outside, went around the corner of a building, and the wind literally had me walking at like a forty-five degree angle, <laughs> just to be able to walk forward. It was ridiculous. All right, so <clears throat> what is the coldest remember you remember it ever getting when you were a kid? Oh. When I was a kid, I grew up here in Houston as well, so that, you know. <laughs> so, like, 50. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, Ooh, I remember one time it snowed, at, and it was, like, half an inch on the ground, and we made, like, little, like, uh, foot-tall snowmen was the best we could do. And yeah. It's was, snowing. Probably... Time to get my parka out. <laughs> Where's the salt trucks? I never had a thick winter coat until I moved up to Chicago. Okay. No, you had socks. Uh, we're not no we're not going down that yeah we are we are going there eventually um so i'm probably the only person that remembers 1979 i have vague memories even though i was just a toddler of the snow drifts being up so high that uh they had to carve paths through and it was walls of snow that uh, my mom had us walking through, and I don't remember why. All right, so 1979, the winter that was so bad that uh, Smashing Pumpkins wrote a song about it, 
89.7 inches of snow were recorded, which is about seven, just shy of seven and a half feet. Is that what this song is about? Oh. Okay. You got me. <laughs> you got me, Mike. I try. Well, and that seven and a half feet is like the fallen total. When you're talking drifting up, you're, you're talking like 15 feet. Yeah. When, yeah. You, when you talk about like a corner or in, in our case, the we had um, – we were one of the houses in the condo uh, area that we were in that had like the garages and our doors. So we were the 90-degree angle there. Open the door, total snow. Uh, the average temperature – in 1979, winter was 18.4 degrees, though in 1985, the uh, wind chill temperature in uh, on January 20th was recorded at 80 degrees below zero. I have two words for that. Fuck that. 80 yeah, that, degrees that below asinine. zero. And to think about how people settled in this area, like back when they were living <laughs> in log cabins and, you know. I know. And shit, you know, and like teepees and stuff. Like, how do you live through that? And we're not even the worst in the Midwest. No, uh, Minnesota has. I, I think it was either Minnesota or Tulsa, Oklahoma had this crazy uh, highest recorded temperature variance from highest to lowest, fastest drop, lowest temperature. Like all of these records set around the same week. <laughs> I, I spent a month in the middle of Oklahoma one one month and man it was a january and it was it was brutal <laughs> how cold it i mean it was it was almost as cold if not colder than any any winter i'd ever spent up in chicago well, well there's nothing to stop it out there right yeah that was the thing it was just it just whipping you right in the face yeah in 1982 in minnesota there was the maximum recorded 24 hour change in temperature of 71 degrees Oof. I got a cold. God damn. Well, I grew up in Kansas City, and we uh, with there's a lot of hills there. It's not real flat, at least in Kansas City proper. If you're out, obviously in the farmland, it's it's flat. But um, I, I remember it would get pretty deep and relatively cold, but it was never like this. Our biggest problem was it would have a temperature drop enough that it would rain, and we'd get ice storms. So. I didn't deal with the the heavy, heavy snows and the super cold weather as much as I dealt with sheets of ice on everything uh, to the point where it knocks trees over. Power lines are knocked down. If you're driving, I mean, it's it's literally driving on a sheet of ice. And that's how I learned to drive, which prepared me for anything else I could ever deal with in this life. But living on a hill that was... Explains why you're such a shitty driver. I'm an awesome driver. Um, in, in the winter, I lived on a, a hill on my house. And so... I'd have to park the car at an angle with the with the wheels tilted in order so it wouldn't slide down. And it would still, every once in a while, slide down into the street overnight because it was just a sheer sheet of ice everywhere. And it sucked. Now, I'm going off of that thing. When uh, I lived in Kennesaw, Georgia for a year, and that was a year that they got snow. And what you were talking about, initially, I was like, you know, no big deal because they shut down everything. And they got like a quarter of an inch of snow. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm, 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 I'm not joking because it was like, I, you know, it was like, all right, cool. There's a quarter of an inch of snow. I'm from Chicago. No big deal. Yeah, there's some hills. I know how to drive in this. Got to the grocery store and there was no milk 
There was no bread. There was no bottled water. Like, the entire aisle was empty, except for uh, Water Joe. Nobody wanted that shit. Um, and I went to I went to the uh, cashier. I'm like, where is everything? It's like, whenever it snows, people freak out and bought up everything in the, in the grocery store because they thought they were going to be snowed in. Oh, my God. And a quarter of an inch. Now, part of the reason I realized why people freak out was because in Georgia, they don't have um, salt silos. They, ha- they don't salt. They throw sand down. So mm-hmm. they have no way of melting the snow, whereas we have like a salt silo every other exit up here. They had no salt, so they would just throw sand down and people would still like go, going down a hill, didn't know how to break, would slide and crash into shit. So That's – I mean I guess I understand why because it's not really effective financially to have those there because mm-hmm. how often did you use them? But uh, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that's back when I was working at a church and telling the kids like, yeah, back up in Chicago – we have big halls full of salt. And they were like, no, Mr. As far as the eye can see. Nothing but salt. Salt for days. Lots yeah. of high blood pressure. <laughs> so, Josh, what about you, man? What about me? What about you? Do you what I mean, 79, 80, 85. Do you remember any of this? Well, yeah, I, I said I, I started us off with oh. a vague r- recollection of the well over my head snowdrifts right. with a tunnel carved through the center. You entirely correct. I must have blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so outdoor activities. Did you I mean, did you do anything outside or did you even go outside? There was something in my family that was something of a tradition. Uh, our house had a parking slab uh like if you were to go behind the house and pull in through the alley, you could put one car on just a slab of concrete. Well, that thing would get heavy snow every year. And my dad would always uh, shovel all of the snow from the slab and the sidewalks into the same corner of the yard. So there would always be a uh, corner of the yard where there was a pile of snow up to and over the edge of the fence. And as kids, we would use that as our sledding hill, but also we'd carve a tunnel into it. Hmm. Which, like, I'm sure it was incredibly unsafe, but uh, yeah, carve carve a tunnel that we could climb through and and go in and out uh, completely under the little hill. Snow tunnels are this shit. Yeah, and some years we'd carve out a little room, like under the tunnel, like in the middle of the tunnel under the hill. Nice. Polar bears. I've never done that. We used to go that way. Uh, we used to go sledding a lot when I was a kid. We had several different, you know, places to go sledding. Um, in fact, I have a scar on my hand that I got when I was a kid from sledding because of an awful, awful accident involving a small child in a snowsuit that couldn't get out of the way quick enough. <laughs> oh no! Um, my dad was used that child to- Matthew. No, and it- oh. surprisingly, <laughs> it was not my brother for once. Um. We used to go sledding on this hill that was right off of Route 55. No, 55? 53. Which is – I always get it confused. Which is the highway and which is the expressway? 220, 221, whatever it takes. Whatever. All right. So um, it was a, it was like off of a, a little group of little bundle of houses. And we would sled. And one of the things that I remember about this is you, you guys know of my father's ability to hurt himself. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he, my father touching a ladder will invariably wind up with him having some sort of head injury. <laughs> he went sledding. And, and the things that he liked to show off was how fast he can go down the hill and how he can go down the hill standing up on the sled. Oh. Right. Uh, one of the things that I remember is him going down the hill, hitting the little gully, the, you know, like the, uh, the drainage ditch. Hitting that at full speed because he, instead of going straight down the hill, he hit like a 45 degree angle and winding up right on a in, uh, state highway. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like he hit the gully, woo, right up in the air, slapped on the highway and like went right across the street. Uh, for a brief moment there, I thought I was going to be a uh, half orphan, but. Um, <laughs> so it's just straight out of Christmas vacation. Pretty he, much. He did it for real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Uh, and I, I and 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 when I was thinking about this show over the last week, I was thinking about things that happened when my dad was. Dur- How did my dad injure himself during the winter? Uh, we used to live in a like so we used to live in a condo, which was awesome when I was a small kid because we never had to shovel because they had the teams that would come out and shovel for us. But the problem was is that this 1979 year was so cold that the exhaust. On our house, on the condo, got iced over. So, you know those little square vents that you have on, t- on the roof of your house. Um, that got iced over. So my dad took it upon himself to grab a ladder, which is the first mistake, and climb on the roof, which is the second mistake. <laughs> In the winter, third mistake to chip off the ice. Fourth mistake. Uh, we used to own a VW bus. It was classic uh, cream-colored top and orange bottom. And, oh, it was awesome. I wish we had it back again. Um, My dad had one, too. It was, all, it was It's a great vehicle. Uh, yep. The thing is, with ours, there was an ash-shaped dent in the roof because my father climbed up on the roof to chip the ice off the exhaust vent from our heater on the roof of the condo that we were in, lost his footing, slid down the roof, off the roof, and landed ass end first on the hood of the car. See, I saw that coming, which is why as soon as you said the VW bus, I said, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a there was an ass ass-shaped dent in the hood of the VW bus for until we until we got rid of it. And the other thing that I remember is the driveway being so slippery. Like we all got in the bus, sat there, dad would walk around the front to walk around to the driver's side. He got halfway across and then just disappeared. Woo! Pretty much. He slipped, hit the ground, and then slid completely under the car and popped up behind the car. So, Well, uh, living on a 45-degree uh, a hill, there was a, a, a shared yard with our neighbor. And so we used that as our sledding hill half the time. And my brother liked to build up uh, these ramps. He'd get a board out of the garage or two. He'd build up a snow ramp. He'd put the board on it. He'd pour water on it to make it iced so it was slick. And you'd go from the top of the hill down, hit the ramp, down, hit the ramp, down to the bottom of the hill. And at the bottom of the hill was the street. So typically you'd try to stop before you hit the street. Well, I pulled one of these like your dad did on more than one occasion where I would not be able to stop. And I'd slide out into the street and hope that there was not a car coming (laughs) at the time. Um, And then just a couple blocks away, we lived down the down the street from a, a park called Westwood Park, notorious in the Kansas City state line area for being one of the best sledding hills. So growing up, I was like, I don't know, maybe three blocks away from it. And 
it would be jam packed all the time when the winter would hit, when the snow would come and we would go down there and, and go up to the top of the hill, go down, go to, you know, and as it got colder out and it started to uh, refreeze the stuff that had kind of melted, they would have these plows come through and kind of push some of the excess stuff off and their tire treads from the plows would freeze. And so I remember very distinctly going down the hill one time, there was a little kid walking across. I was able to turn the sled to its side. So I didn't hit him, but I proceeded to hit ass first on one of these tire treads that was frozen and uh, basically raked my ass all the way down the entire tire tread and had a huge series of welts on my ass for, I don't know, a couple of weeks after that, but it was an awesome hill. And I, I hate the winter, but I was like going sledding. It's funny. You guys are talking about sledding because we owned the standard wooden sled with the red runners and what not, but we never used it because it didn't go fast enough. Instead, we grabbed what would now be considered semi-valuable antiques, these Coca-Cola tin serving trays. Ooh. And we get on the Coca-Cola tin serving tray at the top of the hill, and those suckers would fucking move. I, when I worked in Naperville, we used to steal trays from the McDonald's and go sliding down on those things. That's the best way. It, and it was ter- uh, I won't lie, it was terrifying, but thrilling at the same time. So wait, Coke- that's like we never had enough snow. Josh, I've, I've never been sledding in my life. What? Really? How could you have never been sledding? You lived in Chicago for how long? Like fourteen years, and never been sledding. No, never went. We should have taken him tobogganing, which is like sledding if you want to die. <laughs> yes. One word: socks. All right. Oh, we're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. No, I mean, that's why he wouldn't go sledding. Did you ever build... Okay, snowmen. Did you build snowmen? I have built a snowman before a couple times. Is this like a like Phil Snowman? I don't know what that means. I don't. I think that. Phil Snowman was the bassist for Soggy Banknotes. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Good callback, Joel. Good on you. That was Josh. Thanks, Josh, for saving me. <laughs> yes, we uh we used to try, but it never seemed like there was enough snow for it, at least in Kansas City, because you'd get like the base and then you'd run out of snow. So you'd have like this little tiny top with a couple sticks in it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a, a snowman, snow woman with a lot of junk in the trunk. Got a <laughs> I, mean, I was always ridiculously traditional about snowmen. Like, there's only one correct way. It had to be the three uh, <clears throat> uh, balls making, you know, the bu- base, the body, and then the head. If you don't do it right, it won't come to life. Right. And you had to have buttons that were made out of coal, eyes that were made out of coal, and then uh, a carrot for the nose. And then you put a scarf and a hat on it. Happy birthday. I was probably somebody who would give you uh, seizures then. Cause, and you strap an onion to its belt. Because <laughs> that <laughs> was the style of the time. Um, I used... Okay. Disclaimer. I was a weird kid. I used, <laughs> <laughs> I used to get spray bottles and put what? water and uh, food coloring in them. And I would go out... My, my, my masterpiece was doing... Opus the Penguin from Bloom County in snow, and I would take the spray bottles and color it. <gasps> That's awesome. There's a picture of it somewhere, probably in my parent in a box in my parents' house somewhere. But um, I used to s- do snow men, I guess, and then like Opus and that sort of thing, and then spray down the black and the white, and well, not the white because everything was white, but like the red tie and that sort of thing. 
and used to color them and that sort of thing. So that's amazing. It's not amazing. It's kind of, I think it is. That's cool. Kind of cool, snow, but snow dork. Did you just coin the phrase snow dork? <laughs> Hashtag snow dork. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the snowman he built. Just a giant snow penis. Right. <laughs> Carrot in his scratch. God damn, that's a snow dork. Why does the snow penis have another penis of itself? <laughs> that that is a snow penis. That's a Swedish snow dork dork. <laughs> what? So that's talking about balls Swedish, at your face. Swedish chef making snow penises. Snowball snow dork dork. <laughs> oh god. I don't know what that is. We've means. lost Mike. Snow dork dork dork. Um <laughs> My living with my brother, which you guys know, my brother, um, snowball fights was a um, unnecessary violent activity. <laughs> a way to show dominance. That's a- <laughs> right. Because he would he would wait until he could, you know, either stick them in the freezer until they froze um, intentionally or, you know, until it was wet enough out that they would refreeze into these hard um, ice you know, balls. Right. With uh, sometimes with items and ice balls them. are illegal. And he would chuck them at me, of course, until I uh, either tried to stop in which he would tackle me to the ground and wrestle me or um, until I tried to snowball fight back and then he'd get pissed off. But, yeah, I, I never liked snowball fights. I still don't like snowball fights. And the only snowball fight I think I ever, ever witnessed that I enjoyed was the, the one that snowball socks. fight. <laughs> the massive snowball fight on campus. <laughs> the second winter we were all there. Well, it was second for me and Joel. 1993? Uh, would have been 94. 94. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's set the situation. There's a We huge... may have done this on the show before, but it's worth talking about again. It's been no, at it's least bad. 50 it's been at least 50 shows since the last time we talked about this. So it's good not point. Worth talking about. Setting the setting the picture. Mm-hmm. There has been a huge amount of snowfall on this one block by one block college campus. Everybody is out having a snowball fight except for four security people who are out there going, all of you should return to your dorms, and then getting pelted with snowballs. Patrick, the resident Texan, decides that he's down with this, and he needs to get in on this snowball fighting action. He, of course, goes back to his cache of snowware, which includes... <laughs> this, is, this is all allegedly, by the way. Oh, there's no, no, nothing it's not. allegedly it's about bad. this. There were 23 people that witnessed this. At no least. underwear... Socks that he had been wearing being used as gloves and hypothermia immediately after. (laughs) Yeah, I remember he was wearing jeans. He had boots on. Again, if I recall, they were cowboy boots. They're cowboy boots in the snow. Uh, Pat, were you wearing your leather jacket? Yes, he had his brown leather jacket on. And then all I know is that we wound up back in the in the dorm floor. He was sitting in one of the couches on the uh, in the middle of the hallway, shaking uncontrollably. <laughs> and we're trying to figure didn't, out what didn't to James do. Sharp call attention to the fact that I was shivering in the in my bedroom. Yes, in our bedroom. I, I do recall that now. I remember James Sharp coming into the hallway and going, "I think Pat is dying of hypothermia." <laughs> um, you were completely soaked from head to toe. In it was maybe twenty degree weather outside. It was pretty cold. It was pretty damn cold. So James Sharp saved my life. Aw, aw. So, uh, yeah. Then what else? Well, we had to strip him down. That's right. We had had to to get his wet clothes off of him. 
I just remember, you, I don't remember who it was that was doing it, but somebody trying to undo his pants and unzip them, and he kept hitting their hand trying to knock it away. That was me. <laughs> okay. Because everyone was like, you're the RA, man. You're the one who has to take his pants off. And he was like, and then, of course, after we got his pants off, covered him up in blankets, then he's like shaking and shivering, going, I'm the naked guy sitting in the chair. <laughs> Yep, cover it with blankets, with no clothes on, in the middle of the dorm floor. Yeah, that's about the time we knew it was going to be okay. Yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. Um, the fact that he went out, took off his socks, and used them as gloves. Allegedly. While, <laughs> while inventive. Not yeah. very bright. And Allegedly. The best no, thing is, no, all he... No, al- there were 20 plus people. We have people. too many witnesses. I don't know what that word means, so I'm just going to keep using <laughs> So we want to move on to talking about skiing. Have any of you been skiing? Yes. Yes. Downhill I would never go cross again. Country. I hate skiing. So downhill. Well, I went one time. I'm not supposed to ski because of the when I when I broke my leg when I was younger. But I went one time. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> what might surprise you guys is while I don't do downhill skiing for years in high school, I did cross country skiing. Right on. Um, my family, aside from me, were all big skiers. Uh, my brother went, my dad, my mom. I just, I was not about the skiing. I didn't go on the ski trips. But uh, to try and just get involved, uh, my brother, my dad, and I all got cross-country skis. And I, I didn't mind it so much. I, I didn't so much like when we had to go downhill because I, I never felt in control. Yeah, that's why I hated it. That's exactly why I hated it. I have done nothing but cross-country ski hmm. to the point where my father kept trying to – when I was younger and I had better uh, eyesight, my uh, father kept trying to talk me into, you know what? If you could, if you could just get your uh, shooting down, you can be part of the biathlon trying to get me to go to the Winter Olympics. But I'm like, no, I'm not doing oh that. Oh, my gosh. Anymore. Which is just such, such a strange sport. Oh, what? skiing and shooting? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, Skies- I mean – you ski, shoot. Well, the thing is, cross-country skiing is a huge workout. I mean, that is a, right. that is like all your muscles working at the same time. And little by little, it winds up with your your body just starts breaking down at the end. Right. So. I'm not, I, I'm not saying I don't understand the challenge. Yeah. I just don't understand the pairing. Oh, well, you know, Bond villains have to be trained somehow. Yeah. <laughs> See? Josh has got it's it like down. A, it's like a henchman training school. They just recruit all the biathletes. There you go. Pat's a biathlete. Not anymore. Cricket. I was going to say you're half right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not an athlete anymore. <laughs> so, but no, we used to do cross-country skiing all the time. And it, I honestly, I've never been downhill skiing, and I don't think I ever would enjoy it. I love cross-country skiing. Just see a lot That's more. just interesting that half of us were cross-country skiers. Yeah. All right. Moving on to this. Food and drink at your house. Was there a traditional winter meal that you guys had at your homes? Well, eggnog, of course. My my mother and I were the only ones in our family that liked eggnog. And, and my sister has recently acquired a taste for eggnog. So I've actually started making my own eggnog every year. Nice. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't think we did, honestly. I don't remember everything, uh, excuse me, specifically that we had. Uh, food or drink wise in the, the the winter versus any other month. Um, what I know about hot mom, chocolate? 
Mm. Uh, good point. I mean, when we used to go ice skating every once in a while, which again, I also hate and sucked at, I used to uh, get the, the cup of soup in the vending machines. Uh, instead of, you know, people are drinking coffee and hot chocolate, I'd have a cup of soup. <laughs> so I guess that kind of counts. Vending machine soup? Yeah, like they had a, you could get like a thing of, of uh, you know, where you get the coffee and the hot chocolate they yeah, had. A cup, a cup of soup. Yeah, yeah you could do like chicken a, soup instead. Oh, yep. huh. I just, I saw the coffee and never looked back. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm that I, way now. Is, that That is like the summation of Mike's life right there. <laughs> I, I saw mean, the coffee and I never looked back. I remember growing up on the Swiss Miss packets uh, of the hot chocolate, which I still drink to this day. But I also, as I have mentioned in previous episodes, I grew up in a heavily Hispanic area. So I also grew up on the Mexican hot chocolate, which uh, you've got these tablets that are about, I don't know, half inch thick that can be broken into six pieces. And you melt the tablet uh, in hot milk. And there, it's kind of a dark chocolate with a bit of like chili powder in it as well. It's a mm. lot darker and a lot spicier. Sounds good. It's a, it's a lot more work, but it's awesome. Hmm. Nice. I don't know if I've ever had that. I've made that before. It's you know like with the using uh, you know, cooking it in the saucepan and that sort of thing. It's really good, but I haven't uh, done it on a regular basis. For us though, chili. My mom would make chili all the time in the wintertime. <laughs> Chili, chili. My dad, my dad traditionally made a, a big pot of chili every winter. Yeah, yeah. Huh, I think uh, chili was an all-around, like all seasons food for us. Hmm. And of course, black-eyed peas and um, and corned beef on New Year's Eve. Wait, what? Black-eyed peas and corned beef on New Year's Eve. Yeah, we talked about this when we did the New Year's show a couple years yep. back. Yep. Huh. That's a traditional Irish. Uh, well. That kind of caught on in a bunch of other cultures. Yeah, whereas somehow I didn't get any of the Irish traditions, but ended up picking up uh, all the Polish ones from the Polish side of my family. Uh, I don't have any in my blood, but my aunt, who was the closest aunt on my mom's side to our family, they lived across the street from us when I was very little. We picked up a lot of the traditions, so pickled herring, etc. And Josh has just been replaced by a robot. <laughs> oh, did you guys miss all of that? No, no we, well, I mean, we, we can make it out. We can you make it out, but you obviously were a robot. and things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. So what about getting dressed? Did you guys have the Ralphie's brother type of thing where you couldn't put your arms down? Or what was your <laughs> basic? You know, Pat, you're probably like, what, a uh, uh, members only jacket and a uh, ball cap? <laughs> Pair of shorts and flip flops. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Well, no flip-flops, but yeah. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, yeah. I mean, my mom had the the, the full one-piece snowsuit. But when I got older, I had the uh, like the pants with the suspenders on them. And then the, the winter coat over it with the hat. Snow pants. And, you know, thick gloves. Yeah, snow pants. So the zip-zop, 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 zip-zop when you walked. Mm-hmm. And, of course, moon boots, which I wore. Oh, I forgot oh, about fucking moon boots. moon boots. Those were the best. I wore. Even when I didn't need to, I wore them. Did anyone else have the mittens with the little clips with a bit of elastic uh, in between them where one clip would go onto the mitten and the other would go onto the sleeve so you couldn't lose your mittens? Yes. Yes, I had that. And then there was the... Or the ones with the string going from mitten to mitten. You uh-huh. just... Did that go with your helmet or what? One arm and they slapped themselves in the face with the other one. <laughs> Stop hitting me. Yeah. 
I never had that. I had always had the clips. And going Yeah, I remember my clips had kittens on them. My gosh. <laughs> Probably because of the nursery rhyme. Kitten mittens. Yes. Ah. It's I always sunny in Philadelphia. I was yep. <laughs> I was gonna go with pussy clips, but that's I'm different. smitten. Whoa. <laughs> wow, things got uh... so shoveling and cleaning up the snow. Did you guys oh. have to shovel oh, Pat, you're excluded from this one. As a kid, shoveling the driveway. You know, I don't remember ever shoveling. I, I don't. And I don't know whether I just didn't do it or whether I just blocked it out from my memory. But I really, I remember icing, you know, like throwing salt down every once in a while. But yeah, I don't remember shoveling until I got my own place. Huh. Yeah, that was definitely one of my chores uh, was to shovel. And we didn't have standard snow shovels. We had really wide snow shovels and we had cement shovels. So, like, the ones that you buy now, which I guess were even common then, those were not a thing in our house. Hmm. You either had super wide or the ones that – and you know what? I've come to appreciate having cement shovels for uh, snow shoveling. It's a lot more work, but those suckers can chip through ice. Yeah. I remember playing with the uh, – almost like a hoe. It was like a <laughs> – uh, uh, instead of having the curve at the end, it was just like a blade to chip off the ice off the driveway and that sort of thing. Now, okay, now here's here's another thing. Speaking of cleaning up the snow, was any one of us the ones who did the naked snow angel? No. That was, was, was ooky. Yeah, I was going to say, when I was a little kid, I, I did snow angels, but uh, I, I don't know. That probably stopped when I hit 11 or 12 and realized that it's awesome while you're doing it, and then you have to stand up, and it sucks. Yeah. Now, I was the one that, that gave him the dare to do it. But right. It okay. wasn't. So somewhere up there, there's a man of the cloth who did a naked snow angel. Yes. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> what about, did you guys have any traditions for the winter or a winter vacation? Uh, my father used to always set up a uh, a village every winter. Like one what of those mean? little, you know, the little ceramic houses with the, you know, the the trees and the people and everything. And you uh, set up all the different scenes. The, the damned. Water. Yeah, my mom had the same thing, and I hadn't thought about it till you mentioned it. Yep, my dad would set that up almost every year. Huh. My mom used to get excited about the holidays and Christmas coming up. I remember in June, she got a hold of these. Now, in, in concept, they're really cool. They're these little soldiers, little tin soldiers, and they have a mallet and a bell on either side. But in June, they're not so awesome, because when you plug them in, they start playing like the Carol of the Bells, and they twist to the left and the right to play him you know it's just like tradition for us was immediately immediately after thanksgiving starting to uh decorate for the holidays and hanging the carcass up of course heck yeah well, that was thanksgiving pat don't mix up your he said after thanksgiving thanksgiving oh. and the hanging of the carcass and realizing <laughs> that there's a lot of people out there that have no damn idea <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that that's a callback that you probably have to have listened to the show almost from the beginning because Thanksgiving was, I think, our first holiday show. Yeah, it was. That one might only be on Talk Show right now. Yeah, go check that out. And um, yeah, you'll find out about my family and hanging of dead things in trees. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best uh, way to put it. He's not talking about Matthew, thank goodness. No, no, I don't know. Dead, though. All right, so we about milk this pony dry 
Yeah, I think so. Although I did want I noticed you said, did you have a winter vacation? And we didn't always every year. But when we shifted from going to like the Disney type stuff or going to California or Arizona to see family or friends and started to do winter vacations instead of summer vacations, that was when I started uh, traveling to Mexico. Squirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was. We used to drive from Houston to um, up to Hannibal, where my grandmother lived, every other year for Christmas. Hmm. So you'd go from warm to colder. Yep. We used to go from. I wasn't inexperienced with snow. I just, you know, wasn't Uh natural to it. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Mm hmm. It's like a bag of sand. There must have been some magic in that old silk bong he found. (laughs) I can't think that that would uh, work well. Winter vacation would simply be going to families, you know, uh, primarily to Nebraska because that's where my grandma, aunt, uncles, and cousins lived. So we would travel there for Christmas break for a week or so every year. But other than that, I mean, it was mostly just hanging out at home and being a bum for winter vacation. Okay. Well, are we ready to head to the break? And then we'll talk about how winter has changed from Christmas magical wonderland to cold gray ball of suck. Yes, let's do that. It's we'll be beginning back. to look a lot like hell no. Winter is coming. Winter sucks. That's what we're discussing. <laughs> we get back to the now and we're just like winter. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing all right down here. It's like 72 today. Fucked. Screw you. <laughs> How you say eat a bag of dicks? There's got to be something good about living here, you know? Otherwise, it's just Texas. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole other country. <laughs> if you're stupid. <laughs> all right. So winter now. Um, d- here, Here's one of the things. Do, do you remember there being more snow when we were younger? <laughs> I think that's just a, a a memory illusion. I think it's got to be, especially considering some of the near record snowfalls have been in the last five years. Yeah, well, because I think when it happened, we were out on it more. We spent like more hours of the day actually in the snow instead of trying to avoid it, and so it felt longer. You wish it felt longer. No, I know it's longer, but the snow—I mean, I don't wish that was longer. The snow is longer. It's longer. Informer. I'm sorry, what? Well, there's less snow. Less of that snow, for sure. <laughs> there's a, a lot less of that snow, thank goodness. No informer. Yeah. Um, no, it just seemed like, like when I was a kid, there was a lot. I mean, just more. But I think it's just because I was shorter. Yeah, I think that's got to be it. Because <clears throat> I can recall, it wasn't so many years ago. Got to be about five years ago where we were completely snowed in. Couldn't get cars out. Oh, yeah. Couldn't re- barely open the doors. Yeah, I remember that because I got a call from work. and They're like, oh, nobody can make it in. Can you get in here? I'm like, I can't even see my car. That was 2006? No. No, it had to have been like 2008 or 2009. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, when I was living in the garden apartment in Oak Park, and um, I was living right next to Fenwick, and whenever the snowplows would come, they would push all the snow out of the streets into the cars that were parked in the spots that we paid for through the city of Oak Park. 
and I didn't have a shovel because I was living in an apartment. So why do I need a shovel? The, the, you know, the landlord does it for you. Well, when your car's buried in all the snow from the street, I had to get like a dustpan and try and dig it out. Yeah. Wait, a dustpan? And you're going to laugh at me? Well, what else was I going to do? I couldn't get out to get at a shovel. At least he had gloves. Right. I had winter weir gear. Wait, winter weir gear? <laughs> I'm not even drinking. I had winter, winter weir, weir and That's gear. totally awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just didn't have a, a proper shovel to get the car out. That's all. Now, I recall us living in Oak Park, and there was a there was this overnight snow, and I know Dennis and his then girlfriend were there. And who else was the other person that was there with us? Was it Jay? Because the only he was, thing he was living in the apartment on the other side of my building. Yeah, Dennis was. was I mean, we got snowed in so bad. It was like the there was me and Susie and Dennis and whoever he was dating at the time, and another couple. And we got snowed in, and we're like, "You're not going. Nobody's going anywhere." And all I remember is all the guys wound up sleeping on the floor and the couch in the living room, and all three women shared our king size bed, and we, none of the guys could get any sleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, well, at one, you're in the bed together. <laughs> thinking about their their parts are so close together. Are you guys gonna do it? <laughs> <laughs> Dennis is just standing outside the door all night going, kiss. <laughs> no kiss. Um, and then we had to walk down to the uh, the hardware store that was over by the uh, by the pizza place in Lake in Harlem. No, Chicago in Harlem. <clears throat> get a shovel that I still have and shovel out our, our um, cars before the tow truck came by to tow all the cars off of Chicago, Chicago Avenue, so the plow can get through. Yeah. That sucked. That's so. living in Oak Park. Yeah. Parking-wise. Don't, don't care if you can't find your car. We're going to ticket and tow you. <laughs> yep. I don't know why Pretty I much. sound like I'm in Texas. Right. Yeah, that was about the least Oak Park accident. Accent. Accident. <laughs> <laughs> Call it as you see it. It's yeah, funny. I was like, I was right the first time. Accident. <laughs> but, I mean... I, I think you're right. I mean, now that I think about it, I'm just thinking about current weather conditions here. I mean, we've had probably three heavy snows so far that I had to actually shovel. But other than that, I mean, right now it's been there's been no snow on the ground for a few days now, and most of it is gone. That was all piled up in giant piles everywhere. Yeah, shoveling the last like six or seven years has been especially a bane for me because now that I'm in the house, we've got that long driveway where you could fit six, seven cars mm. and don't own a snowplow and you just have to hand shovel all of it. Well, and uh, fun. Oh, it's fucking awful. And it, what was a chore at 30 is a danger at 40. Like I, I would not be surprised if I, I just didn't like keel over that bad. It's it's really bad. It's when there's more than a foot of snow out there. It's it's a good five six hours of work. And Just when you're in the sh- a flamethrower, yeah, I need to get myself a snowblower. And before that, I was in the city in a neighborhood that regularly practiced dibs. Yeah, oh, I hate that. Oh my god, what? what? It just makes your neighborhood look so trashy. Wait, you don't know Basically. about dibs, Joel? Oh god, no. Dibs. What is this? This you don't is know what dibs are. Uh. Uh-uh. They'll take uh, lawn furniture or 
cones or uh, chairs, couches. Yeah, and uh, dump them into parking spots so that uh, while their cars aren't there, no one else can park there. And it's a system that operates entirely on the threat of if you move my junk out of the spot and park your car there, I'll fuck up your car. Yep. Welcome to Chicago, folks. Huh. Because I cleared this spot, and if you dare to, you know, to use it, well, we're going to fight. I mean, I get the logic, but, huh. And what's rough is sometimes it's not even something that they cleared out. They threw the cones down there as soon as the first snow hit, Mm -hmm. and it's like, this is my parking spot until April. I own this. Yeah. It's some bullshit. I know not too long ago, a couple of years ago, I know the city came by and was like, all right, we're just collecting up all this shit that you guys are leaving around and getting rid of it. But I don't think it worked out that well. <laughs> Why? Were they messing up the city's property? I, I have no idea what happened, but it was just one of those like all sorts of shit hit the fan about just, I mean, they, they were, I'm not joking when I say couches, they would throw a love seat out there. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's nuts. But like I'd only and ladders and oh yeah all kinds of shit. I, I would go ballistic if I shoveled a spot and someone put a chair in it. Yeah. Now I the shoveling sucks. Now I think it was two thousand six or so whatever. Where we had the what had those days where it's like I came out and I you know they're like can't come to work but I can't find my car. And we had a good honestly four or five feet of snow out in out in the and I live in the cul-de-sac so we are the last to get plowed. And that sucks because they'll kind of like once over it. Yeah, here you have some salt, have a plow, but then they won't come back for like a day. Uh, the entire uh, cul-de-sac came out and was great in one big like unifying effort. We all as a group shoveled one driveway, moved to the next one, shoveled the next one, moved to the next one, except for one douchebag. Uh, who lived across the street from me, whose wife came out and shoveled blow. They had a snowblower. She did, she took care of the driveway. And then he came out to put the snowblower away and was like, Oh, you guys need some help with the snow. And we're like, yeah, come on out, you know, join us. And he's like, all right, here. And then he left his snowblower out there and was like, all right, I'm going inside. You just use that. <laughs> and we're just like, you dick. Well, I mean, granted, his snowblower loaning is worth like four people. Oh yeah, shoveling. totally. So. But you know what? I mean, come on, your snowblower. You should go out there and you know suffer with us. You know, right? It's a community effort. But then at the same time, when he moved out, he took like all the all the uh, copper wire out of the house. <laughs> you know, he we we looked in the window. He took the uh, island out of the uh, kitchen, that sort of thing. So that's the kind of guy he was. But he left the snowblower. Yeah, he left the snowblower. That was kind of weird. So, Pat, have you ever shoveled anything? Yeah, I shoveled at your house, damn it. You did? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Did the it first suck? snowfall of the year, I, I shoveled your driveway and your sidewalk and all that shit for you. You huh. don't remember that? No. And I've done it before anyway. When I, when I lived at Concordia, I did it a couple of times. Oh, very nice. Like, you, you know, during the. Uh, well, thank you. You shoveled Concordia? Yeah, like around your car and stuff, you know. Huh. You don't remember having to do that? No. It's not like maintenance came out. Yeah, not like they would shovel anything in Cordia. Yeah. I guess it just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> when it <laughs> happened, I'm like, I'll wait. We yeah, I've, sh- I've, shoveled, I've, I've shoveled plenty here and there, but I mean, not as much as like guys that own houses and stuff like that, you know. Well, so. Well, I've done enough to know that I don't want to do it. I know that. Guy, the three of us that actually shovel, what's your strategy for shoveling? 
I usually take uh, the long side and do one strip and then go short across uh, using the uh, strip I've shoveled as a starting point and go across, throw, push, pack with the shovel and just do that. And once I've uh, hit the end of the strip that I've shoveled, I just push another one. Mm. Did you see that video the guy put up on Reddit about a week ago or so about tying a rope to your shovel makes it like, you know, changing the fulcrum and everything makes it easier on your back and all that kind of shit. Tying uh-huh. a rope to your shovel? What? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And if you tie another shovel to the other end of that rope, you have shovel chucks. <laughs> <laughs> I smelled Chuck Norris movie. Um, for me, I live, well, since I live on a, a slight hill um, to get to my garage. You ever live on a flat grand? Grand? Ground? <laughs> Only in apartments. Dun, never dun, in a dun. house. All my houses have had hills. Um, so, even growing up, I will, because uh, it's, it's not a super long driveway, so depending on how heavy the snow is, I'll take one side and I'll kind of shovel the snow and then pitch that off to the side. So I've got one strip on one side, I'll go to the other side, do the same thing, and then I'll just go back and forth, pushing to one side or the other. So pushing it off, shoveling it up, going the other way, pushing it off, shoveling it up. And then it takes me about, eh, if, depending on how heavy the snow is an hour maybe to do the whole driveway. And then I'll make sure you got to clear the, where the, um, the mailbox is or they won't deliver your mail. They send a little diagram of how it has to look. <laughs> so Wait. I'll shovel that and then I'll push it away from my driveway to try and lessen the snowplows dickishness. But he always likes to pile a bunch of it in front of my driveway like a dick. I feel your pain because I am at the nine o'clock hour on the cul-de-sac. So he comes in on the right-hand side, plows, 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 hits nine o'clock where my my house is. And for some reason, we get all the shit right on that corner. And then I don't really have a big car. So it's kind of like vaulting to get it into there. And I'll, I'll say if I don't, like in the morning, if I don't shovel when it's snowing, there have been times where I have not been able to get my car in the garage because oh, I can't get traction on my on my fucking driveway. Yeah, I noted uh, this year on our village website they actually showed a there was like a PDF of how to shovel where you can't get plowed in, where uh, they show the direction of the plow it's going to go down, downstream. You have to dig kind of a pocket for the snow to go into, and it won't block your driveway seems like a lot of extra work, but I think it probably, in those really heavy snow times, would kind of save the effort of having to re-unblock the driveway because the plow plowed you in. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, this uh, I, We were talking with this first heavy snowfall. I just couldn't get out before it got so cold that uh, I couldn't uh, shovel anymore. So I was the one asshole on the street. Like everybody else's walk is shoveled and ours wasn't, and our drive wasn't shoveled. I just had to use momentum to get in and out of the garage and all the way down the driveway until it practically melted. Asshole. (laughs) Yeah. I finally shoveled the walk like three days before it all melted. (laughs) You shovel the snud, the sludge. The snow? Well, basically just enough to not get a ticket and to, to clear the the sidewalk that I legally should have. Do you, do you have a housing 
like HOA that would come by and be like, "Oh, your driveway is not clean." That sort of thing. Uh, we don't have an HOA, but uh, the, it is a village ordinance. I don't think it's actually enforced, but I could tell that we were the only house that you could see in either direction that hadn't done the walk. Okay, uh, I'm lucky that I live in the bad part of town, so they don't care, and nobody gives a <laughs> shit. That's the least of their concerns. Right. As long as nobody's getting shot, we're okay. But um, what was I going to say? Damn it. Now I forgot because I made a joke about getting shot, which isn't funny. Depends on where you get shot. That's true. Get shot in the humorous. Oh. Oh. Ah, See what you did. I was going to say Newark. I have sidewalks, but because I'm like the last house and then there's no house behind me, no house to the side of me, and it's a cornfield on, on the other side. Uh, my sidewalks that are there, they're like uh, Shell Silverstein sidewalks. They just end. So one goes out about, I don't know, 10 feet and ends, and the other one goes out about 30 feet and ends. So I really don't That's have what the book was about. Right. I don't have to shovel them because nobody walks on them. Uh, so I just make sure my the, to my front door is shoveled. So if I'm getting a package or something, it's clear. But that's it. Getting a package. I know what that means. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, when are you coming over anyway? I'm still waiting on my package. <laughs> are we still talking about shoveling? It sucks, I don't, yeah. No. <laughs> More about getting plowed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so if for, for people who actually live in a place where there is a change in temperature, meaning, Patrick, you can set this one out, at oh. night, do you drop the temperature in your home at all? Oh, are we skipping two points? Are we? Oh, we're, oh, oh. winter food and drink. <laughs> Sorry. Food and drink. What sort of things do you food and drink up right now? Stew. Nothing better than making a big pot of stew in, crisp, or in the wintertime. Yeah, stew's good stuff. There are two things uh, in winter that have become a sort of a tradition. One I'm, I haven't made in a couple of years, but I'm going to start again now. That's uh, Black Forest Cookies. Ooh. For years, when uh, we couldn't afford to buy everybody on our list Christmas presents, we'd just do tins of baked goods. And what I would always contribute are Black Forest cookies, which are the chocolate chocolate chip that you add the cherry-flavored craisins to. They're African-American forest cookies. You and your craisins. (laughs) Dude, the cherry-flavored craisins, especially in a cookie or other baked goods, they taste better than dried cherries. They've got an intense cherry flavor. You have had a thing for craisins for as long as I've known you. When they were first released, Josh was like, I got to – I'd said try craisins. And, of course, Josh had to buy them because he listens to what they say. But you got to ask him three times. None of us like them except Josh. Oh, yeah. A huge fan of them ever since. Yeah, I, I really do like them, but uh, uh, this was... I, I, I forget like, why. Huh? I like craisins. I didn't realize that this was a point of contention we were having. Mike's the only smart one here, then. <laughs> uh, have you had the other flavors, like the blueberry and the cherry? No, just just craisins. I've had all of them, but uh, the cherry are awesome in cookies. Uh, and the other thing that is not craisin-related is that uh, Sarah and I have been doing mulled wine for years now. Mm. Get a nice bottle of uh, red wine with a cinnamon clove, allspice, in a little stuff. like cheesecloth sachet, and you just throw it in there, and you just uh, cook it slowly for a couple of hours, and it's it's delicious. We're all about well, Suzanne and I are about the uh, cider, oh. spice cider with rum and cinnamon sticks. Yeah, I had a I had a friend of mine, uh, one of his house, a guy I work with, that made something like that minus the rum. I forget what. Was it bourbon in it or? Yeah, sounds about right. But 
See now there's now delicious. there's new rules. I I have to pay attention and have to only can drink the stuff that has the post-it note that says it's okay to drink. Be- ever since I drank the potpourri, <laughs> <laughs> like, I know another popular variant on that cider is the apple pie moonshine. Oh yeah, where you take like a gallon of apple su- uh, juice, a-, a gallon of apple cider, and a bunch of cinnamon sticks in a big pot, and as you cook it down, you replace the missing water with Everclear or other grain alcohol. Mm, my brother yeah. makes that, and it's killer because he's got. Uh, we'll go over to his house for a party or something, and in the cooler, he's got a jug that just has a skull and crossbones written on it, and no children. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, because you've got the uh, sugar super saturates as it's cooking down, and Everclear itself has kind of that delayed blast hit, so you don't realize how alcoholic it is. So it's like yeah. two, three cups will take a big guy out. And I am a big guy, and I will say, yes, that is true. <laughs> Especially because you're not, it's one of those uh, guided missile type drinks, because you drink it. The missile flies over your right shoulder, doubles back, and hits you right in the back of the head. <laughs> so, uh, staying warm, do you guys just jack up the heat, or do you have a strategy on that sort of thing? Now, I, now that we're paying the bills. I don't. <laughs> uh, the, the, this house has a... Um, I don't know whether they just don't have any insulation in the walls. If it's because, you know, the, there needs to be more insulation around the, the ducts in the basement or whether there's no insulation in the, the roof, but it does not retain heat whatsoever except in the bathroom. So I keep Why it at about, the bathrooms always hold the most heat. Uh, Cause they're in closed spaces, I guess. I mean, it's well, the only real truly finished room in the whole house and they're small. Um, and, and right. the bathroom, like the bathroom right off my in the main area of my house, is directly above the heater. Same with mine. So, if if you're cold in the winter, you go into the restroom to warm up because it's the hottest room in the house. So I can't really. I mean, I keep it at about sixty nine or seventy. Um, I turned it up to seventy one uh, after the thermostat busted and I had to fix it. Uh, and so it's it's a little better, but it's seventy one. Um, God damn, man, you guys are like. St- that's what? I, I, right now. Our heater is set at sixty-seven. Okay. I was going to say I think mine is usually at like sixty-eight or sixty-nine. We've got a solid thermostat. Of course, the last three places I lived before this house all had heat issues mm-hmm. because uh, I lived at the apartment in uh, on Irving Park Road that was all uh, old style radiator. And we were on the second floor, and there were two inhabitable floors above us. So we had no control over our own heat. So they had it cranked up enough so the people on the top floor weren't cold, which meant we had to do the Brooklyn thermostat, which is where you have to crack a window open more or less, depending on how tolerable you want it to be, because it's 105 degrees in your apartment. Yep, that was the Oak Park radiators everywhere, uh, big uh, a uh large saucepan of water sitting on top of the radiators and the windows open. Then in the Flesher house, we lived in the basement, which of course wasn't insulated. So it was freezing all the time. And then before that, we lived in uh, the condo in Hyde park, which was weird because the person who lived below you basically controlled your heat because of the odd way they had the heater heating register set up. Mm. They were all in the ceilings. Oh, weird. 
So, yeah, you would have if the person two floors below you didn't have their heat up uh, high enough, the person one floor below you, if they didn't know that, they would crank their heat and we'd have to run the air conditioner. (laughs) That's crazy shit. Yeah. Backward engineering there. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to finally be in a space where I can control my own heat, set it at 68 or 69, and just like the furnace is good. It's new. <laughs> yeah, I've got a new – I mean, this furnace is only what – as long as I live here, four years old. And I just – I know I'm losing heat, so I, I don't crank it up more than I, I – maybe it's more than it should be. But if I had proper insulation, I wouldn't have to probably. Now, I, on the topic of heating, we quite a few years ago, we had our heater go out. And it was one of those things like I had, first off, I'm not going to mess with anything that has to do with the gas system in the house, just because me. You are the gas system. I know. Yeah, that's wise. Yeah. So it was one of those things where like the, heat, the heater would kick off. I'd go down there, open up the door on the, the control panel, and it would start up, close it up again, and it would start and it would go for a while. And then, you know, for some reason, it would shut off later on. So... I called, you know, it's like one of those where who do you call to check on the heater and you yeah, pass up people. Right. You pass up. I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Pass up a couple places on the way. And I saw one. And I was like, okay, I'll call this place that's in town and we'll see, you know, what they, what's going on. Well, they came in and they told Suzanne that the, the heat exchange was cracked. So I get a call from her at work and I'm like, you know, she says the heat exchange is cracked. They left all these brochures for buying new heaters from them. And, you know, we're talking like, you know, a, a new heater for a whole house. That's quite a bit of cash. So she's freaking out. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. They, you know, your your heater, the, the heat exchange is cracked. You need a new heater. And then they left her with that. Well, <clears throat> at that time, I worked for the grocery store. So I looked, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think about it. And I looked down and I see the business card of the HVAC company that r- took care of all the Illinois Trader Joe's. And I was like, okay, well, what's the worst they can say is no. So I called right. them and I'm like, hey, you know what? I got this uh, company came in. They said our heat exchange is broken. Can one of you, can you just guys just check it out? Well, it turns out one of their technicians lived nearby. So he stops by. Turns out it was a, a circuit board in the heater that was bad. And he had one in the truck. So he, you know, goes back to the truck. He replaces it, comes back and like, what do we owe you? He's like, yeah, it's 50 bucks. So we give him 50 bucks and a bottle of wine because we had that hit, you know, because everybody loves wine. (laughs) Yeah. And then he tells me that if the heat exchange was actually cracked, they should have shut off and tagged the heater as a, as a hazard, as an explosion hazard. So he was obviously lying. Right. So here's the thing is that now the heating is working. And then the guy who owns the original heating company that we called to check it out calls us back. And he's like, so uh, when do you want us to come out and install your new heater? Which model did you have your eye on? And I'm like, you know what? I had one of my – an HVAC guy come out and took a look at it. And he said that it's fine. Replace the circuit board. And we don't need a new heater. And it's under warranty for 20 years. So – Here's my thing. He said, if it actually was correct, you guys should have shut it down and tagged it as a hazard. So are your technicians crooked or stupid? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and and for some reason, then he started calling me every name in the book. <laughs> He's like and, – and I think the last thing he said before I hung up on him was, 
you'll be back because you're going to be freezing your ass off. It has been at least 10 years and that heater is still running fine. Yep. Which means tonight it's going to blow out on us. Yeah, but you'll be back though. Yeah. I, I, so, you know, uh, what's, what are, check out your references. So that was a long story for no real payout, but sorry. No, it's still a good story. Fuck that guy. I like stories. Yeah. That's the moral of that story. Well, I remember when uh, I was still living in Kansas City uh, before moving out here, there was uh, during one of the ice storms, the the power lines went down for a week. That's an intense and, movie. What? Oh, the ice storm. <laughs> um, and uh, nobody in the block had power. And it was, I don't know what the temperature was, but it was really freaking cold. And uh, the only choice I had was I had a, a, a gas generator. So I had the gas generator right outside the window of the bedroom so I could hear it. And whenever it would run out of gas, I would have to go outside, refill it, and start it up again. So it was enough to keep the, the bedroom warm, but that was it. So you, whenever I'd go to take a shower, the, the water would be hot because the, the, the water heater would work. But you take a shower, it's a hot shower, you get out, and it's freezing. So, you know, imagine going out at like 2, 3 in the morning, walking on ice to get to the gas generator to restart it just so you could go back to sleep again. It sucked. So I I hope to God I never have, knock on wood, furnace go out during weather like that. That's got to suck. Yeah. yeah. We, um, one, one of my winters, I lived up, uh, up in, in Rogers, well, not Rogers Park, I was in Uptown at this point, and I actually lost some pets because of a, the freeze knocked out. It might have actually been that 1995 year, but the freeze knocked out our power, and we were just sit. We, we had to like sit in the living room with all the space heaters we had on generators, and the pets that were living in the in the sunroom in aquariums just literally froze to death. I couldn't do anything about it. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, there's two snakes and two iguanas that I just literally we couldn't. We got as many of the pets in the room with us as we could, but couldn't get them all. I had too many. And by, by the next by the next morning, they literally froze to death. That sucks. Yeah. So I note that uh, the point that Micah tried to jump ahead to was how low do you put your temp at night? I, you put that question there because I assume you adjust yours? Yeah. We turn huh. ours down every night. Um, we go from 60, about, like I said, 68 down to maybe 62. We don't do it. Apparently, you're not supposed to go below 60 because then you can uh, freeze up the pipes. But, uh, but yeah, we, I mean, I, my thing is like each of us has like three, four blankets on, on the bed. So we drop the temperature down and, you know, just, you know, in the morning, though, that's, I'll tell you, that's even better than a very loud alarm. I believe it. Yeah, we don't adjust ours in the slightest. I, I think, yeah, of course, the gas bills are higher in the winter, but the electric bills are lower. So we barely notice the change. Just pretty much run it the same all the time. Mm. I do that, yeah. too. I just leave mine on a constant temperature year round. Oh, shut up. I'm on the balance billing. So, well, it does get hot here, too, you know, during the summers. I don't think any of us feel bad for you. Do you have? Does your furnace actually kick on at some point in the winter? Occasionally. I mean, I got my air on right now. So. Oh, jeez, son of a bitch! I'm downstairs in the basement in a coat, a sweater, two shirts, pants, jeans, and I'm freezing. And a lovely stole. Pants and jeans. <laughs> I'm wearing a t-shirt and pajamas, and uh, the air is on. 
Wait, did you say pajants? Yeah. What is that? Pajama pants. Pajama pants. Pajants. I have Picnic never pants. in my life heard anybody say pajants. You've never. I mean, that's a phrase I've used forever. Not around not me. Is a word I've used. I'm You've calling. Never heard me say pajants. I've never heard you say pajants. Pajants, 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 pajants. I mean, that's the standard gift that I get every year. You know, from you know, if nobody can think about what to give me, then I just get him a pair of pajants. Oh, pajama pants are awesome, but I've never. That's heard what of. I call them. Yeah. Wasn't that a song by Abba? <laughs> take pajants on me. <laughs> take pajants. Take a pajants. Take pajants. <laughs> that's hard to do, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, harder than I thought. <laughs> so. Chance. Do you guys take a chance? That is pretty hard. <laughs> do you guys do anything outside? Now, I mean, like we did skiing and sledding, and that's sort of ever thing. no, not really. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying not to. I'm more of an indoor kid. <laughs> I I avoid going outside as much as possible. Yep. Shoveling is about it because outside I, I never is where stuff is. Forget that. I I go for walks in the morning. Ugh. What? I'm, yes. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, wait, it's torch it, burns. George. I don't know what that meant. I, <laughs> reaching George for a name. Known, that I, known for, he's famous for going on walks, apparently. I don't know what you're talking about. It, I don't know what I'm talking about. How are you supposed to know? That's right. Say goodnight, I, I go for walks. I mean, I like it's It's British. What are you, and, George Burns? Jesus <laughs> <Sorry>. Christ. Um, <laughs> I have found myself needing to go outside more, of course, since getting the dog, since that's where he goes to the bathroom. Assuming that I'm taking him out often enough, you got a toilet train your like like I did mine. Nothing funnier than a pit bull on a toilet. <laughs> Except a bulldog riding a wooden pony. Oh, that's actually real. Yes, it is, and it's I very know. funny. It is. But no, I don't. I I yeah, I, I avoid it personally. Hmm. That's why I have a fenced-in yard. Okay, a fenced-in yard is still outside. Right, but I can let the dogs out and I don't have to walk them. Oh, okay. What about- yeah, your dogs are probably big enough where hawks won't just like swoop down and kill them if you're not out there with them. Yeah, no, mm. they're not. They're they're not that. Yeah, no dog is no no hawk is going to carry off a basset hound. <laughs> right, I mean one big about, fucking hawk. <laughs> Lucy's about forty six pounds and Tucker's about sixty two. <laughs> yeah, where uh, Chewy's like eight. I can't believe that that my dog is bigger than yours. I thought your the basset hounds would be bigger. Lucy weighs seventy eight pounds. Last time I weighed her. Yeah, no, they're, they're but they're all muscle though too. Here's a, yeah, here's yeah, a, yeah. She's she's a beast. She's almost ten times the weight of my dog. <laughs> Good God! So, Joel, do you ever do you ever taken the kids sledding? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've gone sledding uh with them before. I mean, I didn't participate, but uh, and they like to go out. They used to. I don't know so much anymore, but they used to like to go out and roll around in the snow and build, try and build snowmen and. Um, they, they seem to like it out there and not so much now that they have to kind of help shovel every once in a while or have to deal with, you know, going out there (laughs) for school and stuff. But yeah, the kids out here, they would, when we had the, uh, the mass of kids next door, they would go out then last year or the year before they built like a living room. They built a couch and a coffee table and a love seat and made like a TV Uh, and all that out there with the snow, with the snow. Yeah. That was pretty. I was there for that. That was pretty awesome. That was pretty. That was pretty damn cool. And I'm yeah, a there's big, a couch. I, I walk out. And there's a, a snow couch just sitting in the front yard. I'm like, okay, <laughs> good on you. Um, <laughs> but um, 
I'm a big fan. When I, I would take them sledding when they were little, and it was one of those, especially Sophie, my younger one, was a little wound up. Pat can attest to this, but she's calmed yeah. down over the last couple of years. But it would be like, hey, you're going to go sledding? Yeah, Daddy, are you going to slide with me? You're going to go sledding with me? Yeah, I'm going to go sledding with you. All right, here, let me put you in, this, put you in the sled. All right, cool. You ready? I'm going to get in the sled with you. And then I'd just kick him down the hill. <laughs> and then, the only time where I had a heart attack in that situation is when Sophie, I, I put her in the sled. She, you know, all right, you're going to go down with me? Yeah, sure. I, let me just get her, get, get situated here. And I got up and just pushed her, gave her like the kick, and she's going down on her own. And unfortunately, she hooked to the left and was going right for a, one of those uh, outdoor uh, tables, like a picnic table. Oh. <laughs> Thankfully, though, she was wearing a snowsuit and she fell down in the sled, so she couldn't get back up, so she slid completely under the picnic table, which, you know, was grateful for me not having explained bloody children when I brought them home, but... Uh, <laughs> No, we. I mean, we like sledding. I mean, sledding is you know now they now they do things like put uh, bales of hay at the end of the uh, snail of the uh, sled sled run. So our goal is to get going fast enough that we can take out a bale of hay, or leave a uh, a mic shaped hole in it. Oh yeah, and I'm telling you, there's some parents that got to get some serious control over their kids at the bottom of that hill. What do you mean? Well, I mean the kid they they send the kid down there. Or they sled down there, and the the dad or whatever gets up, and he's picking up the sled, but not actually actively watching where his kid is going. So I'm saying, if you're not watching where your kid is going at the bottom of a sled hill, and not saying that I have, if if I take your kid out (laughs) when I'm on my way down, it is not my fault. You should have to be paying more attention too. Oh yeah, but I will say. A kid that is airborne in a snowsuit is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like it a, does it's have like a lot an, of comedic value. It's like an airborne starfish. <laughs> uh, just imagine Maggie Simpson. Yeah. So, uh, what else we got here? I can't move my arms. <laughs> my arms won't go down. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. My arms won't go down. Does anyone actually know anyone that got uh, a body part stuck to a metal pole? No. Not a tongue. I want no, no more information. <laughs> and just like that, I'm done. Yeah. I I I, I uh have not myself, but yeah. I'm sure somebody out there has at some point. No, I can't I can't recall anybody that was stupid enough to do that. Yeah, I don't know anybody that did that. Yeah, I heard about it happening when I was in elementary school, but uh never saw it. Yeah, not here. All right, so do you think we've uh, beaten winter down enough at this point? I sure hope so, but uh, I think we're still going to have to endure it for three more months. I know. God, don't remind me. Friggin' Chicago (sighs) snow. All right, so uh, what do we got on uh, tap for uh, next week? Uh, Next week, we are going to actually be doing a slightly different kind of show. We're going to be talking about remakes, but uh, for then, we're going to talk about a bunch of classic films that were never remade that we would like to see as remakes in the next couple of years. We hope to feature on the show someday, but we haven't heard of any rumors. And then for now, we're going to be talking about remakes that are coming up that are likely to be featured in their own episodes on the show. Yeah, so it's like stuff that we enjoyed and stuff that we want to see. And almost like a upcoming preview of the year. 
Right, right. So we're going to take a look and see what remakes coming out in 2017 and uh, you know what our wish list is on that sort of thing. So Yeah, it's interesting because usually everything we have has a direct link between then and the now. We are going to have a bunch of thens with no nows and then a bunch of nows that are yet to come for the second half of the show. So it's kind of an interesting spin on our usual format. Right. All right. So, and if you're looking for our, like I said before, if you're looking for our older stuff, you can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And if you want to call us and tell us what happened when you were a kid or now in the wintertime, you can call us at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. And of course, you can always email us at 40go14 at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Twitter at 40go14 or hit up the Facebook page. Just search for 40 Going on 14 Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can even call us off the Facebook page because it's, it's true. the future. All right. I'm going to go make a snowman at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> no, you're not. No. I'm Mr. Snow Miser. I'm Mr. Cold. Um, Mr. Heat Miser. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Why do my lungs taste like kielbasa? You never know. Just like a Tootsie Pop. What? I don't Tootsie know. Tootsie Pops don't taste like kielbasa. Exactly. Just like your lungs. You've got Tootsie Pops in your lungs? <laughs> Better see a doctor. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> what the hell is Goofy? Goofy.